Welcome to Sacred Magic. Violet is on a quest to bring sacredness back into our everyday experiences. Anyone can have an extraordinary life when they are able to tap into the sacred magic within. Violet and her guests will be sharing their divine passions, inspirations, and stories of connecting with their sacred magic. We are so happy you have joined us today. Let's get started with your host, the magical creator of Discover Your Spiritual Gifts, Violet Rain. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sacred Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Violet Rain. And my guest today, hopefully I don't butcher her name, is Francoise. <laughs> and she has been leading in a leading innovator in the fields of yoga, dance therapy, creativity, resilience, trauma, and stress management for over 40 years. She's taught at numerous universities, including Stanford, Santa Clara, JFK, Antonoc, University of Phoenix, University of Colorado, Naropa. She has trained teachers, therapists, and medical professionals in her field of expertise. And I found out earlier, she's right here in Colorado where I'm at. So I'm excited to get to know her today on this podcast. So thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's so great to have you. So I know for most people, there's a journey that takes them into what they do in their spiritual work. So share a little bit with us about your experiences or your journey that led you to do what you do today or have done for 40 years. And more. <laughs> I was just born and then I went and did my work. No. So I, um, I'll give you a short little history about my past um, because it really tells a story for what uh, unfolded in my life. And I was born in Europe um, to all Holocaust survivors. And we came to the U.S. the first time when I was three and we went back and forth until I was seven. At the age of five, I knew why I was on earth. I knew I was here to serve through my creativity. My childhood continued. At seven, my father decided he wanted to move the family back to France and did not want to stay in America, but they ended up getting divorced and I didn't see my father again until I was 21. My mother married my stepfather at when I was nine and my stepfather was an Auschwitz Holocaust survivor and became my greatest nemesis and perpetrator. I was emotionally and sexually abused from the age of nine to 16. And why I'm telling this story to you and to our listeners is because it launched for me a deep, deep exploration of what allows some people to go through trauma and adversity and become great, like my heroes, Alice Hurt Summers, or Viktor Frankl, or the Dalai Lama, or Edith Eva Egger, and what allows other people to be broken and become just like their perpetrators, like my stepfather. At 16, I became self-supporting, and I, I was going to become an artist, but then I went to see my first therapist, and so I decided I'm going to save the world and be a psychiatrist. <laughs> As life went on, I ended up finding my perfect, at 21, I found my perfect marriage of creativity, 
and service. And I became a dance therapist. And at that time, dance therapy was a very, very new field. So I became a dancer. I got uh, my master's degree in dance and dance therapy. And at the same time, um, from the age of 16, well, I should go back for a moment. At the age of nine, I began to do readings um, and I found myself dreaming things that came true. And I started reading palms. And so throughout my life, there was this um, thread of synchronicity and thread of spirituality um, along with my desire to serve through my creativity. I became an artist, a dancer, an actress, and then I wrote my book and became an author. And all this time as well, I went deeply, deeply into the field of yoga and meditation and ended up living in an ashram uh, for three months and became a yoga teacher and um, a movement teacher, an artist, an art therapist. And what I found throughout this journey is that as I unfolded my own healing, I also did deep recovery for the sexual abuse and ended up working with thousands of sexual abuse survivors through my work with movement that I pioneered and created. And I, I unfolded this path through my own experience, which I hope then allows others to release their own traumas since it seems like being on earth <laughs> we don't get off without something <laughs> and more um and bringing us to today um i shared with you that a year ago exactly i was walking in my happy place near the ocean um and i got hit by a car and survived and so a lot of the healing work that I do uh, by facilitating others through their own healing is still in process with this, my own recovery. Well, I love the story, right? Because <clears throat> we've all had some experience of trauma, now different levels, of course, some people more severe than others. others. And I love how you mentioned some people come out of like the phoenix out of that fire and become really great and support others <clears throat> why others get really stuck right and not yeah. able to move past that or to move through it and i i love the fact that you use movement to do that because i think movement is such a powerful healing modality in itself to move our bodies to move energy um to move through that now for somebody that may be listening who's never taken a yoga class or has never experienced meditation share with us how that can help people well what we i i i've always been very interested in science as well and uh, what we know now with epigenetics and neuroscience is, and, and this is in my book, Movement for the Mind, Dance That Awakens Healing, Inspiration, and Wisdom, is that all healing really happens not in the beta brainwave state, which is the intellectual state, which we start uh, becoming more and more uh, at about the age of 10 to 12. Before that, 
we're in the alpha brainwave state. That is, and that often when trauma happens, if it happens as a child, we have to go back to the alpha brainwave state to heal. So movement, meditation, and especially the work that I do, which I call movement for the mind, is a conscious way of using movement to express feelings and then to transmute them, not to stay stuck or to go back into the trauma necessarily, but to express the unexpressed feelings. Specifically with sexual abuse, what most sexual abuse survivors do is they become somatic. So they get sick. They express their feelings through their bodies. And this happens for many, many people. So when we access the alpha brainwave and then even deeper states like gamma and theta and delta, and these are found through movement, through even art, through um, especially deep states of meditation, we're able to heal because we do um, an ability to integrate our energy centers. And so that is what we access. Um, I do it differently with movement because as I said, I have a four-step program. The first is to realize the event. The second is to feel it safely in a safe environment and then to transmute it. And in that transmutation then, just like an alchemist, we are able to then become who we truly are without carrying the baggage of our belief system around the trauma. I love that. I love that. What a healthy way to heal some of this trauma that we carry along with us. Yes. <clears throat> I want to share a quote. And unfortunately, it's I, I'm 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 I may batter it a little bit. <laughs> so it was actually from um Naomi Judd. And what she said, and in essence, I don't have a direct quote, but she said, if we do not heal and transform our trauma, we will continue to transmit it. And I think more than ever at this time in the 21st century, especially after COVID, there, there's been so much intensity in our environment globally that it really behooves each one of us to heal within ourselves first so that we can share that healing and be kind and loving, you know, with each other. Yeah, because trauma triggers emotions within us and it impacts our relationships, it impacts our perspective, it impacts how we see the world, you know, it impacts a lot about what we're doing. So to be able to move through that and really step into that divine energy of who we Absolutely. are yes. is really, really powerful for all of us. And I personally believe, and you've heard this before, is everyone that's on the planet right now came here to heal, not only yeah. themselves, but their generations, their ancestors, 
the planet. I think our role currently today is all about healing, releasing the layers that we've carried for so long. Because in order for us to evolve and this planet to evolve, we've got to let go of all the baggage that we carry. And our parents, our grandparents, our great-grandparents didn't always have the tools that we have today or the understanding or the science behind how this has impacted us, right? So we have choices. We can choose to continue that legacy forward, trauma victims that turn out to be predators themselves, or we can say the buck stops here. I want to change going forward so this doesn't continue to move through generations so that we can get stronger and healthier. And so, you know, the work today and healing's not easy. I don't think it's easy, but it's important that we're doing it. Yeah. I mean, what you said is, is, in my experience, absolutely correct. Uh, and, and, you know, there is no right and wrong, but I, I think that it really, it's the truth. You know, we, we can feel when, when truth resonates and, um, it, it is a time where we have to drop it. And, and I think the reason it's so, it's so difficult for people. And so not everybody embraces that healing path is because we can't be victims anymore. We can't blame. I can't blame, you know, that my stepfather was broken. I can't blame my darling parents who were so broken by the Holocaust as well. There's, you know, they didn't, they did the best they could. So, we, you know, the, my lineage was victim and the only way I could heal is to go deep within myself and do that healing. And so, you know, it's that self-responsibility. There is a, a great rabbi that um, I believe his name was Shlomo uh, in the 1800s who said, if I am not for myself, who am I? And if I am only for myself, what am I? So it's that it's that interesting dance between really going within deeply and taking that time to heal. And then that allows us to be so much greater with each other. It's exactly what you said, because otherwise we just continue that lineage and it just keeps on being transmitted. And we see it in certain leaders in, in our global world, you know, the ones that create war, you know, and conflict rather than healing the conflict. Very true. <clears throat> and COVID had a level of trauma for everyone too. Yes. yes. <clears throat> we have people that have isolated themselves at home. Yes. And are having a hard time moving out into the world again. So a lot of people came inside, they work from home. And I hear this a lot. Hey, my job, I work from home. The sun goes yeah. down, yep. you know, they're not motivated as much as they need to. And so then you have to be motivated to get out and socialize and be around people because 
I don't believe we came into this world and I'm an extrovert. So forgive me. I know there are <laughs> introverts out there. I don't believe that we came into this lifetime to be isolated in a house, in a building, in a room where we didn't have mm -hmm. connections and relationships and experiences because you can't get really wow experiences at home on your TV or computer. I know that's shocking, right? It's shocking. You Not have to me. be <laughs> out in the world to be able yeah. to do that, right? If you're spending all your time on your computer, on your phone, on your game system, in your house, you're missing a whole world. And I worry about our next generation mm -hmm. because we have taught them to be inside on electronics. Exactly. Right? And, and yeah, I, I work with educators. I teach graduate credits all in, in the areas of stress management and wellness and creativity and mindfulness. And it's so true. Uh, we have become so technology driven that we forget that we evolve like you said through each other you know it, it it's it's uh for me i became totally isolated during covid and what i noticed is the fear of my past through the holocaust and the tremendous amount of fear that i ingested unconsciously got blasted during COVID. And I agree with you, you know, we, we've become sort of stuck and we think that we're connecting on technology, but we need touch and we need each other. And we need those community groups as well as our personal intimacy. So um, yes, it's, it's a strange time, but it, it really is calling each one of us to do that inner work and then connect with each other so that we can shift the planet into a much more peaceful, happy place. Because I do believe that joy and bliss is our birthright, but getting there, we've got to release all the stuff. We do, <laughs> we do. And you know, this experience, your life experience, being here on this planet is all about balance. I'm not saying don't ever be at home because I think being at home and recharging your tank is important, but I also think you need to be outside. Again, it's that balance, right? Yes. It's about learning to know when to be in to recharge your tank, when so you need true. to go out and connect and be part of the world and the experience, right? We need that balance. It needs to be balanced. And sometimes we have to force ourselves to do some of that, but the healing happens within that. So, you know, it's just being very conscious of what's going on around you and being able to say, hey, I've been home for seven days. Maybe I should think about this. Uh, get out, right? And healing. I think healing is so important. We have to dedicate time and um, the space to heal because you're never done healing. It's never complete. We continue to face <clears throat> our shadows, our triggers. It's never complete. We're all healing and continue to heal. Even me as a spiritual leader, I am human. I have the same experiences everybody else has, the same challenges, the same opportunities. We're just all trying to do our best. And I think it's about being compassionate with ourselves and loving ourselves enough to do the work. That's right. 
right? Yeah. To do the work, to, to get better, because I agree with you. We came here to experience joy and bliss. Now, does that mean every moment of your life is going to be joyful? It doesn't work that way. But it does mean that we can experience it throughout our experiences and really know what that looks like. You know, there's been scientific studies that state that not everyone on this planet has ever experienced joy or bliss, not even a moment, right? Well, that takes, right? It takes inner work. So again, it's just like you said, it's that, it's that balance between the inner and the outer. Mm -hmm. So we have been so used to in the society in the 20th century, in the 21st century, of going outside ourselves. And, you know, it that doesn't mean staying at home and being on a computer and playing games and watching TV. That's, that, that's not what I'm talking about. But it's this balance of doing that inner work, whether it's deep meditation, healing uh, trauma, and balancing, not looking outside ourselves for things to either, you know, hurt us or give us pleasure. And we're so used to going outside. And therefore, then we're just like, we're just like constantly on a roller coaster. Our emotions are constantly on a roller coaster. Our minds go to anything that we're distracted to. And the great yogis knew that we needed to go deep inside for having that state of consciousness where our mental, emotional bodies are stable and therefore then our biology gets changed. So it is, it is, um, it is going both, but it's not looking necessarily for our joy, our bliss outwardly. It's doing that inner practice, that inner work, and then bringing that to our world. But most of us, you know, have been raised to be reliant on those things external to us to make us happy. And I'm not saying that it's not, you know, it doesn't, I, I've been a meditator and uh, I do yoga, but I also live in the world. And it is, it's about balancing both knowing where to look to find your joy, knowing where to be and, and really being self-responsible. And I think that's where the, the work is, is to, you know, when someone gets you angry and, and it happens or somebody triggers you, let's put it that way. Let's say somebody triggers you in some way. It's, you know, the job is to go back inside and go, oh, wow, I got triggered. Now, what was it was that about? <laughs> Where did that come from? Why did that come I from? So upset. Yeah. <clears throat> what is it about that that upset me? Right, it's all that work, right? So, talk to us a little bit about if somebody wanted to work with you, if they've experienced trauma and they want to do some work. What are some of the things that you offer, and how do they connect with you, and all of that stuff? Well, I have so many different programs. So I do one-on-one sessions, uh, one-on-one yoga, one-on-one movement for the mind. Um, I teach meditation. And so someone would just contact me. I have a website, 
Uh, it is www.body mind with a d dynamics.org and i'm sure you'll put that on on the website and um they can contact me th through my website uh i also teach educator graduate credit classes through university U university of massachusetts global and they can uh you know i offer classes that they can, they can get um i do what on sessions and classes i do weekly yoga classes and i also do them interactively on zoom when people can't come in person so i offer both technologically uh easy classes and workshops and and one-on-one -on -one as well as in person <laughs> but i've that. done work all over the world i also do um spiritual coaching and readings and people can contact that I do uh, psychic numerology. I've been doing readings, as I said, since I was nine. And um, so, yes, and I have a email. Should I give you the email address? Sure. F E, F like Frankie, like Edward, my last name, Netter, N E T T E R at yahoo.com. And again, bodymindynamics.org. So they can contact me there and make an appointment um, awesome. and have a consultation and we'll see what's appropriate. Thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your experiences and your wisdom with us. Um, it was really awesome to be able to chat with you today. Thank you so much. You're doing great work because people really need to hear this. And I think the more that we have access to these different fields and ways of of healing ourselves and being part of a a much happier planet is very important <laughs> it's the most relevant thing we can do today i agree i agree so thank you for watching today and thank you for listening uh, we really appreciate you. I hope you have a sacred, magical week. And we hope that you will subscribe and follow us on our channels. And we look forward to seeing you again on another show. Thank you so much. Happy holidays and have a great day. To find out more about Violet, head over to discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. You can also send a personal message to Violet through email, violet at discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. If you love this show, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Until next time, remember, we are all meant to have abundant and joyful lives. We hope to see you soon at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts.